So last week, uh, if you were here, Duke talked um, about Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how God has taught him through his experience through jiu-jitsu. And that was really the the essence of the whole conversation was um, growing through difficulty. And like any conversation with Duke, when it starts off, you're not really sure where it's going to go. At some point during the conversation, it's going to really make you think about your own perspective on things. And by the end, you're just super glad you had the conversation and you heard from Duke and life's better and you just keep going. Um, and, and so I want to thank him because and, and we had absolutely no communication. I knew he was he was talking last week and I knew I was talking this week. It just so happened we were working on similar things. And it was a great setup to what I'm going to talk about today. So last week he talked about just growth through trials. Today I'm going to talk about how we prepare for those trials in our life. And, you know, if you think about it, um, we prepare for athletic events. We prepare, prepare for academics. We prepare for weddings. We prepare for the birth of our children. We prepare for everything in life. How much time are you spending in your life right now preparing for the next trial that's going to happen? That's going to differ from person to person, but a lot of times we just don't like to think about the fact that we're going to have trials in our lives, so we just don't even process it. We don't even, we don't even prepare ourselves for it. And I could say that the more that I think about, and not that you're like, oh, the, the bad's going to come, but the more I think about and prepare myself for trials, the easier and, and, and more I learn and more I grow when I'm experiencing that. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit. Um, the Bible actually tells us that we should find joy in our trials. So James 1, um, 2, 4, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity of great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete and needing nothing. So I think there are three ways as we go through here um, that I'm going to talk about today. I think one way to prepare yourself for trials is to strengthen your trust in God's plan. And you could do that by understanding the power we have in the Holy Spirit. That's one thing we're going to talk about. The second is we're going to become more adaptable to every situation by learning how to embrace it as an opportunity to glorify God. And the final one is we're going to humble ourselves and we're going to do that through the service of others. And I'm going to go through each kind of section of that as, we, as I go through my talk this morning. Um, but before I get to that, I want to tell you a, a story about a gentleman named Inky Johnson. Um, throughout what I'm talking about today, I'm going to refer back to to things that I've learned through hearing Inky Johnson's story. Um, for those of you who don't know him, um, college football season's back. I'm a very, very happy man. Um, Inky Johnson was a football player at the University of Tennessee. But his story doesn't start there. His story starts at a very young age. Um, he lived in a two-bedroom apartment in inner-city Atlanta with 14 people. Um, Very, very rough upbringing, um, very difficult upbringing, but from a very young age knew about God's love. Didn't necessarily attend church every week, but knew about God 
and knew that, that there is a higher purpose in his life than what he had laid in front of him. So Inky was really in a situation. Both his uncles who lived in the home with him were drug dealers. They would come home from a night of dealing drugs, take their clothes off, give them to him and his brother, so as him and his brother had something to wear to school that day. Um, that's the kind of lifestyle that this, this young man endured. Um, always fighting for food, always struggling. Um, it was just, it was a challenge from day one. He was playing football in the street, literally on a concrete um, street, um, and a gentleman drove by and said, have you guys ever thought about playing on grass? Happened to be a coach who was dropping somebody off. There was no grass in their neighborhood. There's no place for them to play on grass. This gentleman, out of the kindness of his own heart, ends up talking to the family, says, I'll take care, I'll pay for him, let's, let's get him playing football the way it's meant to be played. So fast forward, Inky ends up with a scholarship to the University of Tennessee because that gentleman taught him how to play football. Okay, that gentleman paid for the uniform, paid for everything he needed to do to go and play in a league. That led him out of his two-bedroom apartment with 14 people to the University of Tennessee. Inky's a fantastic player. We're getting ready to start his senior year. His coach comes into a team meeting and says, I just got the NFL top prospect list. Inky Johnson, you are, you are projected to go top 30. You are going to be a multimillionaire. He leaves that team meeting, doesn't think about himself, calls his mom and said, I'm going to buy you a home at the end of this season. In the second game of the season, he does a routine tackle. He can't get up. Ends up um, getting rushed to the hospital. Can't feel anything in his right arm. A doctor comes in and says, you have ruptured a blood vessel inside your chest. If you don't go to surgery now, you are going to die. Rush him into surgery. They do surgery. Um, luckily, he obviously survives the surgery, but has lost complete use of his arm from his shoulder down on the right side. The multi-million dollars gone. Everything he had worked for from seven years old on, gone. Well, he didn't leave school. He finished his degree. As soon as he's released from the hospital, he doesn't go home. He goes back to school to finish his degree. He's still on the sidelines with the teammates that he cares and loves, still around the sport he loves. He takes what, what he experienced through that trial and became a motivational speaker. He ended up meeting Oprah. He wrote a book, decided he was going to go meet Oprah. Oprah had no clue who he was. The circumstances presented itself, he met Oprah. You know? And so throughout what I'm talking about today, um, I'm going to be honest with you, I stole a lot of what I'm going to talk about today from him. And the reason I stole it from him is because his attitude and his, and his passion about life is from Scripture. And so we're going to reference that as, as we go through. Um, but the first is uh, essentially strengthen your trust in understanding the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, I, I sell that power short all the time. I pray so small. I don't pray big. I forget how powerful the Holy Spirit is. This is the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus from the grave that lives inside us as believers. And for some reason, I sell that spirit short. 
I try to do things and get through trials on my own instead of getting through trials relying on the Holy Spirit. Can any of you think of something that's stronger than that? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's inside of us. We have to learn to rely on using that spirit within you. Best way you can do that is to truly understand how powerful it is. Take time daily to get into the Word. The more you're in the Word, the more you're focused on what the Holy Spirit can do for you. The more you trust what is going on with the Holy Spirit, you can let that power just kind of take over. And you can put your plans aside, and regardless of what your trial um, is, is impacting you, you can forget about that because it's not about you. It's about letting the Holy Spirit work through you. So that's the first one. Strengthen your trust by understanding the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, um, Inky Johnson, uh, he has gone on to have a family, and he has uh, a pretty neat saying. He just calls it go heavy. Go heavy into everything you do. So he allows the Spirit to work through him, not his plans, but to work through him. His example of go heavy. Um, they, were, they were somewhere, and his family was there, and someone offered to allow his son and Inky to ride a four-wheeler. So Inky and his son are like jumping on, and his wife's like, no, no, hold on a minute, we're not doing this here. And, oh, no, no, we'll be fine, we'll be fine. So Inky tells his son, he's going to let his son steer. He's like, you really have to understand this. Go light, which means we're going to go slow. Go heavy as you give it everything you got. Turn, turn little means a nice slow turn. Turn big means we're going fast, so we've got to really kind of kind of arch our way around if we're making a turn. Well, somewhere in there, his son mixed up those signals. And he's going heavy, and he tries to do a, a quick turn. They both go flying off the ATV, hit the ground. He looks over. He adjusts his son's helmet, flips the ATV back up, puts his son on, and as, he can, as he's doing this, he can see his wife running towards them. He gets on and says, Ink, go heavy. And his son takes off again. When they finally stop, his wife is like, what are you doing? And he said, if I would have let you get to him first, he would have thought he got shot 25 times. <laughs> He's like, he was fine. I adjusted his helmet. We got back on. And he learned how to take on whatever it is that knocks you down to get back up and go heavy and go right back at the thing that knocks you down. So that, that is strengthening, again, everything that, that he talks about is about just using that inner Holy Spirit um, to attack things in your life. We often want to hide from them, we want to pretend they're not there, we want to just ignore it, but anything that happens in our life is happening for a reason. So if we could attack it with a purpose and go after it as hard as, as it's coming after us, then we have strengthened our understanding in the Holy Spirit's power, and that will help prepare us for the trials. The next one is embracing every situation as, as an opportunity to glorify God. So becoming more adaptable. Um, what we need to focus on with that, becoming more adaptable, is the ability to control what we can control. So control the controllables. We can't control what happens in our lives but we can control our attitude about it. We can control our focus with it. And we can control our commitment and passion with it. 
So what Inky Johnson talks about is the same passion that he put into football and the same attitude he put into football, he put into using his injury to tell people about God. So if you've ever heard him speak or seen a video of him speak, I mean, you can't help but get yourself excited. That's how he goes through life with that same sort of passion. Um, And so often when we, and we talked about this at the high school this year, at the start of the year. Um, my, My special ed department, we got together, we were talking about, we were actually talking about this video Um, and we had a conversation. I asked every one of the teachers in the special ed department to write down, why do you do what you do? And why did you decide to get into teaching? Why did you decide? And and I wanted them to share it with other people within the department. And the reason we did that is because at some point this year, something's going to happen that's going to make us forget that. We're going to start focusing on the negative. We're going to start focusing on what we're going through. And when that happens, um, then we let our circumstances define who we are. And we don't ever want to do that. We want to, we want to let our passions and our energy define who we are. Our passion is for Christ. Okay? So, so I had the teachers write down, what is it, what's the reason you got into Um, teaching. So now as things happen, as that difficult phone call comes in from a parent, as a student is challenging us, as, you know, we're dealing with a situation that, um, you know, a a student is going through that is just beyond our control, we can, we don't get down on ourselves and say we can't change things, we can't impact things, because we can still impact people. It brings us back to focusing on what our passion is, it brings us back to allowing us to adjust our attitude, allowing us to focus on, on you know, what is our purpose, what is our mission. Um, Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do or say, do it as a re- representative of Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Our purpose and mission as believers is God. So no matter what our situation is, we can take that, and we can go glorify him with it. We don't just glorify him for the great things that happen in our life. We can glorify God through the difficulties that we have in our life. Okay. Third component, humble yourself through service. Um, so the first one again, just kind of reviewing quickly. First one was strengthen your trust in his plan by understanding that power of the Holy Spirit. The second one was become more adaptable and be able to glorify every situation you have, um, glorify God with every situation you have. Third one is humble yourself and focus on others. So you, and you could focus on others by continuing to serve others. Because it's not about me, it's about we. And the more you can attack every situation with that, it's easy in the midst of a trial to just think about how this is impacting you. But try to think about how it's impacting those around you. And if you're in the midst of serving people, um, that's much, much easier to do. Um, Galatians 5.13, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your nature, sinful nature. 
Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. So he ta- uh, Inky talks about a, a two gentlemen that he met. Um, he, again, traveled all around the country. He's a motivational speaker now. He talks to business. He talks to sports teams. You name it, he's, he's bouncing all over the place. Um, he met two people that were in uh, an oncology unit at a hospital. Both were within a month of, uh, that were going to die. Um, neither were expected to make it beyond that month. Um, these two gentlemen did not know each other beforehand, but they happened to be in the same room together. Um, and it, in the process of just meeting them, he found out that every day, no matter how sick the gentleman was that was next to the window, he would push himself up in his bed, look out the window, and explain to the other gentleman who was on the inside wall what he saw outside. Apparently, the gentleman on the inside wall was just like an active outdoorsman, always wanted to be out there. So one day, he was talking about seeing a a guy playing with his daughter in the park. Another day, he was talking about, you know, there was a big soccer uh, game going on. He was just, every day, he would push himself up, no matter how sick he was, and tell uh, the person in the other bed what he saw. Well, um, by the end of that month, one of the gentlemen had passed away, the gentleman closest to the window. So they went ahead and obviously did what they needed to do and, and moved him out. And the other gentleman said to the nurse, is there any way you could move my bed close to the window? And she, they agreed to do that. And so they went ahead and they moved the bed close to, to that window and he pushed himself up that night to look out. And all he saw was a brick wall outside of his window. And he asked the nurse, he's like, what? I don't understand this. Well, did they just put that wall up? What's going on? And the lady said, you didn't know, did you? And he said, what are you talking about? He goes, the gentleman that was in the other be- bed was blind. He did that every day because he knew it gave you strength. This helps in the midst of cancer, in the midst of dying of cancer, this gentleman took part of every day of his last few days to bring joy to somebody else. He's not focused on his trial. He's focused on other people. And I think as people give their life to Christ, um, we just don't know how that's going to impact other people. We are called to share the word with others. You know, I look around this room and what many of you probably don't even realize is how much you've impacted me. Whether it's the times you get up here and you could tell you're nervous, but you're sharing something about your life. It's some of the single moms in this room that have been through the world and back, who are still coming here, who are just loving God right now. It's guys that have been through addiction who are saying, nope, my life's for God. It's people who have struggled with infertility who are showing joy towards their friends who are about to have babies. And I can go on and on and on. 
This room is filled with people who care about other people. But what you may not realize is your love for God and your love for just hanging on through trials and getting through helps people grow closer to, to God. You may think, i got to hang on for myself, but what you don't realize is you're doing it for other people as well. And, and you may never know the impact that you're having on other people. So again, there is no question, there is nowhere in the Bible that tells you we will not face trials when we become believers. Matter of fact, it tells us we are going to face trials. And it tells us we should do that with joy. I think the three components that I talked about can help prepare us to endure those trials when they happen. One, again, was strengthen your, your trust in His plan by harnessing the power of the Holy Spirit. Two was become more adaptable by using every opportunity that happens in your life to glorify God. And three was to think less about you and humble yourself by serving others. See, it's easy to see as we're going through trials that life is about you. But the trial you're going through may be about the person that's sitting next to you right now. They're watching you. They're going to look to see how you get through this. Um, Inky Johnson talks about his father and his mother both came to Christ because of what happened to him on the field. He, he went through seven days a week for over two years of physical therapy. Some at the doctor's office, some in the training room at the University of Tennessee, and some at home. Seven days a week, physical therapy. And the doctor sat in front of him after two years and said, you will never use that arm again. And his first response was, you mean physically. He uses his arm every single day to bring people to God. He uses his arm every single day to show people, no matter what you've been through, no matter what has been taken away in your life, God has given you something better. And he shows people how to, how to have a positive attitude in the midst of your trials. We can be those people that just kind of bury themselves in their home when things happen. We could be those people that ignore the phone calls, ignore the text messages. We could be those people that no matter what happens in their life, they're telling everyone how hard their life is. Or we could be that person that's a breath of fresh air to somebody. We could be that person that just no matter what hits them, they have this go-heavy attitude going right back at it, saying, not me. You're not going to take me down because I've got God with me. And you could share with other people your love of Christ through your attitude and your actions. See, sometimes there are people in life who don't need to hear somebody preach the gospel. Sometimes they need to see somebody live the gospel. So that is just an opportunity you have when we start thinking of, man, instead of this is happening to me, start thinking, who could I impact by how I, I react 
to what is happening to me. We start thinking about other people and what we're going through. And that can all happen by being in the Word more. That can all happen to have people in your life that you trust that can be accountable. And tell me, hey, am I feeling sorry for myself? My wife has no problem telling me that if that happens with me. But, but when I, the more people I know, the more people that I get to know here, the more times I see people just chalking through trials in life. It's not that it's easy, but their purpose is not about this is what's happening to me. Their purpose is a much higher thing. And they're using the passion that they had in life to share the word of the Lord. Duke talked a lot last week about just growth through difficult situations. And I I could not agree with him more. Because life is, is attached to growth. Life can be attached to service to others. Um, and the more we serve others and the more we focus on that, the more we're going to grow closer to God ourselves. We'll read from Romans 5. I'm going to read from my phone version because it's a little bit bigger than the, the Bible here. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength and character, and character strengthens our confidence, hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I am not a person who feels like God directly speaks to me. I think God speaks to me through other people. God speaks to me. There are different things that happen in my life that I'm like, God has shown me something through that person. God has shown me something through that conversation. It's not that I believe he can't speak to me. It's just I think that's how he's choosing to work with me. Um, It is so, so powerful to me to think, to look up here right now and to see so many people in this room who I have, have just seen grow closer to God through their own trials, that they have helped me grow closer to God. And I thank you for that. Um, And I just, I hope that I leave you today with three things. Yes, I I want you to understand that power. I know I sell it short all the time, the power of the Holy Spirit. I sell that short all the time. I hope you can leave today with a better understanding or at least a desire to get into the word more and, and think through what the Holy Spirit can do for you. I do hope that you leave with the ability to adapt your situations to think, okay, first thing that happens when a trial comes is how can I glorify God? And that doesn't just, we don't sit around and step outside in the morning and go, all right, adversity, bring it on. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But adversity is going to come. And when that adversity comes, be ready for it. You know, the, you don't pass a test by not studying. 
you don't become a starter on a, on a team by not practicing. You don't do nothing to prepare when you know you've got a baby coming. Okay? We prepare for everything else in our lives. Prepare for these trials. And all the while you're preparing yourself through, through exploring the Holy Spirit and through learning how to adapt yourself to glorify God, you could do that by serving other people. Help, that'll help with focusing that it's not about me, it's about we. And it, it starts with those little day-to-day -day things that happen. Because if you wait for the first big trial to come in your life, you're probably not going to be really ready to do this. But, but every little thing that happens that doesn't go your way, go back at it with that same attitude that the Holy Spirit gives us. That same power. And the more we could do that for those little things day to day, the more we're going to be prepared to handle when the big things come down our, our path. Because we can't control what those big things are. We can't control those things that happen to us. But we can control our attitude, our focus, and our passion. Let me pray here. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak here today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for sending your son, Lord, to, to die for our sins, God. I thank you for the people you place in this room today. And I just pray, Lord, that we just keep thinking about each other. We focus on you and we learn how to share our love for you through our actions and through our words. And I just thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that we can adapt and use every situation that happens um, in our lives to glorify you, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we do that with a servant's heart, as you've shown us so clearly how to do. I thank you, God, and I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.